All right, everybody, this is episode number four. Thank you for listening. This is the Workin' 218 podcast. I'm sitting here today in the office. Joining me is Riley Nelson. Welcome, Riley. Hey, Craig. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for coming in. You're exactly the kind of person that I want. You're familiar with the 218 podcast through our conversations, right? Correct, yeah. So probably haven't heard one yet since as of the time we're recording this, we haven't posted any out there for the world to hear. Are you excited? I am excited. I, I understand a little bit how the media uh, flow goes, and so uh, I will be uh, eager to hear how I sound. Well, I will too, because every time we do one of these episodes... I think I get a little bit better with this fancy-ish equipment that I bought to put this podcast together. So, told you a little bit about podcast. If this is your first time listening, this is the Workin' 218 podcast, episode number four. Uh, my mission here is simple. Workin' 218 rather, is out to connect entrepreneurs through a collection of stories learning what passions have landed and or kept them here to live their dreams of owning and operating their business in northern Minnesota. Makes sense, right? It sure does. So I tried to wrap it up in just one simple little sentence that takes you three breaths to get through. So that's what I got. The whole deal is I believe that all of us want to see each other succeed. I think all good people want to see each other succeed. And when somebody starts a new business, it's tough, isn't it? You know, it is. And um, I think a lot of people... um, a lot of people want to go into business for themselves. Um, I know a lot of my friends do, um, but it is there's there's a lot more uh, a lot more to that than just you know picking your own hours and picking you know when you answer the phone. You know it's it's really about you know oh well someone has a nine to five they get their check every two weeks. Well, if you don't work a oftentimes nine to eight, uh, you don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I'm so glad you open with that because there are so many people, like you said, that want to start their own business and they do. And that when they jump in, they realize, oh my God, this is way more than I wanted. Right. Yeah. And, and another thing to keep in mind is uh, not only yourself, but your family or the people that are close to you. Um, that's definitely some, there's definitely some sacrifices that have to be made by them. Um, which is kind of a give and take scenario, but there's definitely, you know, circumstances where, you know, you, you have to work. If, if you're not, you know, if you're not putting it in and putting, putting an effort beyond what you think you need to, uh, in a lot of cases, uh, you, you don't float, you know, you sink. You sink quickly. Um, so it's, it's funny that you mentioned that cause you don't look very old to me. You look like you're about 17, 18 years old. How old are you, Riley? Uh, well, I'm 25 years old. Okay. And 25 years young. Young, I should say. Doesn't um, that convert like right around the time you turn 70, they start to say I'm young again? I, I'm trying to think of as all of our seniors, you know, when they would say that at yeah. what point in their life they said it and it seems like they were older. Yeah, I um, I have a long way to go before retirement. And so I just kind of try to keep my nose down and uh, to the grindstone because there's, there's a lot of years left to make money, so... There's a lot of years, and uh, from what I understand, you've got a family starting, and you and your wife now are, you're committed fully now, aren't you? Yeah, you know, uh, when I got out of school, and I'm sure we'll touch on that in a little bit, but when I got out of school, I was completely single, I was wild, um, and it's amazing how time and the right woman can settle a man down. 
Oh, that's, <laughs> you are scoring huge points with the ladies right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good for you. Good yep. for you. So you found a good one. She obviously supports what you're doing. Uh, what you're doing is called Dying to Film. Um, we're going to talk about that. But first, we're going to get to know you as a person and kind of how you got to where you are and what you've had to overcome at 25 years old to become self-employed. That being said, now you are self-employed. You are a Brainerd graduate, correct? I am. I graduated from Brainerd in 2012 uh, with a degree in I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. <laughs> As most of us did. Yes, of yeah. course. Uh, I, I always laughed at the kids that said that they were going to go to college to take their generals. Yeah. Didn't we just do that? <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to get too off topic, but um, I really don't think that they teach you general knowledge in high school. I would have to agree anymore. But anyway. I would have to agree. So anyways, and we can go off on random topics all the time. I know one of the things that you had asked is, are we going to edit this? No. Uh, fortunately, there are no FCC requirements. So if you slip up and say something naughty. Too bad. You're human. And that's what I want in this show is I want, I want people to know that you're just another kid. Yep. And you're making it work. So when I was in high school... I want to say Dave Henschke was a teacher. He taught video productions. Is he Was he when you were there? Was that still a thing? Yeah, so when I... I'll, I'll go back a little further. So I I was uh, raised in kind of a middle-class family. And uh, here comes my 2020 campaign speech. Kidding. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I was raised in a middle-class family. And uh, um, I was fortunate enough that my parents... I always had a video camera around and I believe when I was in like sixth grade I got a desktop computer and I got like one of those old DV mini tape cameras and from a young age I was always just filming stupid stuff uh, whether it be little skits with my buddies or us jumping our bikes or doing whatever and uh, then when I got into high school they had the TV uh, the television production class I believe it was called and I believe we were in trimesters at the time. And I took that for one trimester. And I mean, I loved it. I think I got, they don't give A, B, or C anymore. They give numbers. I think I got sure. a five in it or something, which is the best you can get. Yeah. Um, don't quote me on you that. Got, you got know. the A. I got, Even though they I didn't got give the A's, you got the A. Yep. So I got the A. And um, after that, you know, I, I enjoyed the class. Uh, I think Mr. Hinchke, I don't know if he's even still there yet. I, you know, he was there back, I graduated in the 1900s, so, and he was there then. Yeah. Um, but I remember taking that class, and I had a blast doing it. We made, uh, you know, I was a dirt bike racer as a kid. Um, we made a bunch of dirt bike videos, and we went to the races and set them to music, and it was all this cool stuff before it was even cool stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, that's the my class and the class ahead of me, that's what we did. And I absolutely loved that class. So yeah, yeah, it I was, can imagine it was even cooler when you had some technology. We were doing it VHS to VHS, splicing VHS film. Snip. No, we didn't have to. It was not quite that old. But no, no, it was. You know, it, we had the little recorder thing, and you yep. had the dial wheel where you had to turn the dial and and set your start and stop points. But yeah, it was all on VHS tapes. I believe that's called uh, manual editing. If we, I'm correct, we did it manually, so that's probably yeah. right. Yeah, uh, but uh, so, anyways, yeah, yeah <laughs> you I, took the class. So yeah, so I took the class, and uh, and I think 
I think that I just absolutely loved it. Um, I didn't realize that, and maybe it was because I was under the impression that, okay, if I want to be successful, I have to go and I have to get a four-year degree. Or if I want to drive a nice truck or if I want to you know, drive a nice car, which I don't have yet, but I plan on hopefully getting one. But if I, if I want what you would consider success, I have to either uh, be a lawyer, a doctor. Uh, I have to go for a four-year degree in order to, to get to that point. And so I guess when I was in that class, I just kind of was like, you know, eh, you know, this is cool. I enjoy doing this, but I don't really know if this is something that, you know, is going to be viable for how I want to live. I think that's a common misconception is um, because I like doing it, it's not really work, right? So I can't possibly make a living because this is just way too much fun. Yeah, and I think um, at that time, I really didn't know enough about what was out there in video as far as career goes because the class is centered around news broadcasting, which I have actually a pretty good niche for what's called a run-and-gun video shoot where you show up, uh, you have a camera and a couple microphones, uh, maybe even a mounted light on your camera, and you basically you get the story as you go. Sure. And then whatever you get is what you have, and you have to take that and you have to piece that together to make something that is a story. Um, Sometimes you'll randomly stop by a guy's office and end up on a run-and-gun podcast then. I mean, it's kind of the same thing, right? You came here to, to meet me. Uh, you called me. It was a cold call. We'll get to that later, I'm sure. But um, here we are recording a podcast so everybody can get to know Riley Nelson. Right? Yeah, you know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes things like that just happen, and you got to be prepared, man. That's right. Got to be ready. That's a, that's a very valuable lesson in uh, being an entrepreneur. You just need to be ready. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like everybody that's been in business has been in a, a situation where you, it's like you meet somebody, like you're on a plane and you sit next to somebody and you start talking to them because you're not going to talk to anybody else. You're forced to sit by them. Yep. And whether they like it or not, or you like it or not, you're there. And if, I feel like everybody that's been in business has been in that situation where they, they either don't have a business card or they can't find the one that they know that they had. Right. And then you write it, you scribble it down on, on a piece of scratch paper and you're just like, well, there goes that one, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, no, so the, the television productions class was that great. And like you said, in school, they never really said much about that being an option. And I remember that class too, because when, when I had it, maybe it's not that way anymore. It was, uh, it seems to me like it was Friday morning or Monday morning or, Tuesday or whatever day, but there was a half an hour news show that was played in every classroom. Is that, was that the case still? Yeah. And so the, the, the class that I ended up taking, um, it was like the intro to video production. Okay. And then the reason I didn't really want to go on to do the, the actual video production class is because that's what, uh, would produce the, what was it called? It was like the warrior. Wasn't it the warrior news? Warrior Update or something. Warrior Update, yeah. Yep. Or something like yep, that. that's and, what it was. And I, I wasn't, it just didn't interest me that much. Because I couldn't, I couldn't take a camera and go make a funny video about something random. I had to, I had to go talk to the, you know, the director of this sport or get the story on this or that instead of being able to say, okay, well, what do I actually want to film? 
So I don't know of any other schools that have this. Do you? Like, do you know if, does St. Cloud have anything like this? Does Bemidji, Duluth? As far as like a high school program? Yeah. Not that I know of. I don't know of it either. I I haven't haven't looked into it, but I, I... So that's really too bad. If anybody listening to this show knows the instructor of television production, whatever it is now, wherever you're at, hopefully, you know, let these kids be a little bit creative because you probably could have stuck it out the second, third trimester. Not only would everybody have been done suffering through the warrior update, there would have been some entertainment in there and that would have got people to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, that was a terrible show and it wasn't terrible because, because of any reason other than we didn't really know what we were doing when we were making it. Right. You know, it was here, make this Barney looking news show to talk to the high school kids well, and in uh, in Mr. Henschke's defense, I'm sure it's very easy. This is sarcasm, sarcasm, sarcasm. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it's very easy to get twenty some high school students together and actually come up with something that's halfway not shitty. Does that sound? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, not just Henschke's defense, all teachers' defense. I mean, they really gotta. What do they call it? Herd the cats. Yeah, I mean it's it's a struggle. Oh yeah, um, for a teacher, and I don't deny that at all. But let let you guys have some creativity because your viewership would have gotten better. Correct. Yeah. I mean, look I, at I, I look believe. at news channels all over the country. There aren't many that aren't entertaining anymore. Whether you agree or disagree with whatever their topic is, there's usually an element of entertainment in there. Well, they've had to do that. I mean, it's, it's not, it's kind of sad, but I feel like nowadays it's not as much about the content of the news as it is about the, the viewership. <laughs> we getting, can all getting pretty, the, we, no matter what you believe, you can say it certainly isn't about the content anymore. <laughs> well, it, it is about the content, but it's not about the, it's not about the, the news. Yeah. It's about, it's the, about entertaining who you need to have as your viewership. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And that's safe to say, regardless of what side of the the wall you're on. I don't care. Um, So let's get you out of high school. You you finished up. You took the one trimester of that, and you didn't do anything through the rest of high school for TV productions. You were done with it, right? Correct. So I didn't do any uh, any TV production stuff. Um, I I and I don't want to get into this, but I I spent quite a bit of time in high school doing uh, athletics, like Nordic skiing. Uh, I am Norwegian. Scandinavian. Yeah. So they say that we were born with skis on. Sure. So I loved skiing, uh, downhill, cross country. I did track and field, cross country running. Uh, so I focused mainly on that as I kind of got out of or towards the end of high school. Sure. Um, and then, you know, it's really interesting because I think, you know, since this is a run and gun podcast, we don't really have a specific direction. We have nothing. We're getting to know you. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think a lot of high school kids kind of face this and we touched on it earlier about the four-year thing. And, I mean, if you want to do a four-year degree, that's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, and but I think coming from or speaking from my experience, when you when you are, let's say you're two, three months away from graduating high school. Yeah. You, th- you may think you know what you want to do. 
And I'm sure in some small percentage of cases you do. I wonder how we could find that percentage. But yeah, I wonder what that percentage is because you're right. I think it's small. I well, think and, right. and but the the point is, it's like you don't you don't have a clue. Like I heard this at some speech one time, but it's when when you talk when you meet somebody, let's say 10, 20 years down the road from graduating, you don't tell them about what you did in high school. So in other words, when you graduate, you get your diploma and shake the guy's hand or the gal's hand. Yeah. That's where your story starts for people. Mm-hmm. I graduated from Brainerd. I graduated from Little Falls, Pillager, Pequot, whatever. That's where you start your story. Yeah. And and so I think it's just, it's cool. It's cool and it's also terrifying because when I know when I graduated, I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. So what did you do right so, out of high school? So do you remember? I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. Uh, so I actually moved out to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Beautiful country. Awesome. It's very boring though. Okay. Especially not during the. If it's winter time, it's fun. If it's not, it's boring. Uh, I thought you were a cross country runner. You can just I, I run am, across it. I was almost. I think I was kind of <laughs> done running though. I put a lot of miles on my feet. Uh, but uh, so I went out there to get a, a degree in ski area management. Okay. So yeah, that, let that sink in. So would that be like? So to me, I think of ski golf. Well, or so, would it be like the area out at the airport? So yeah. So what it, is that called? I don't. I can't remember. French Rapids. French Rapids. Yeah. So basically, the degree was we're going to teach you, we're going to take your money, and we're going to teach you how to manage large ski resorts. So like, uh, ideally, like large mountain ski resorts, like you'd find out in Montana, Colorado, Wyoming. Uh, Utah, California, you name it. Um, and that dealt with like snowmaking uh, as well as uh, just general management of the resort. Basically, it's a degree in being a ski bum. And we all know what a ski bum is. You move sure. out to some mountain town and you live on the hill. You, you basically marry the hill. That's that's your life. But they teach you how to run it. Yeah, they teach you like the science behind how to actually make snow. Uh, like all the temperatures that you need, um, the the different compression rates you have to run, uh, the 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 amount of uh, psi you have to have to run a, a certain diameter hose up a hill a certain amount of feet in elevation in order to get the right pressure. So there's a lot of stuff that they that that I think people don't really realize about that kind of a, a career. Uh, but I ended up I ended up basically moving home because I drank too much. <laughs> It was a party. I, I love the honesty. And that's, you know, to most people, that is what college is, is they just, they travel away and, and they party it up and rack up a whole bunch of debt and whatever they went to school for, it doesn't seem like they all end up doing. Oh, no, no, not at all. But uh, so from there, I moved home and then I basically uh, did what kind of everybody does right when they uh, drop out of school is you go to your local community college to be a cop. Did you do that? I did. I did like, and I took, so what I did is I took a bunch of generals because I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do and I figured, okay, well, they have a criminal justice program. So I was like, okay, I'll try it out. And you know, it just wasn't for me. Uh, shout out to cops everywhere. Uh, yeah, they absolutely. do a great job. Uh, they're, they're heroes in my eyes. Yeah. Uh, but it just, it wasn't the right fit for me. You know, I, I, I couldn't be the guy to give the kid a ticket for doing something that I was doing better. Oh, see, I could. I, and not like all, not like that 
jackass cop that everybody talks about. I don't know that that guy really exists, to be honest with you. So I actually went to, to be a cop also for, was it a semester? I think yeah. is what they had at BCC. That's back when it was BCC. Um, Brainerd Community College. Correct. For those who don't. Right. So, yeah. so I went for a quarter and uh, I ended up dropping out because the divorce rate was way too high and I didn't want to be divorced. <laughs> Here I sit, not a cop, and I've been divorced. <laughs> that didn't work. I don't know. <laughs> but no, like you said, shout out to cops everywhere. Um, yeah. Actually, I have relatives, a cousin. I have one cousin that is an officer. I have um, another cousin that married an officer, both of them here in the 218 area code, and they'll both be listening um, for sure. I'll make sure of it. Absolutely. So they'll know if they ever stop you that you're a cop fan. We like we like our officers. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, so I, yep, off so, on my sidetrack there. Okay. So I, uh, so I went to school to be a cop. I only took one class took like the intro class to see if I liked it. And um, so I decided that wasn't for me. And then that next summer, I basically just kind of did some soul searching uh, to figure out, okay, well, the first thing I went for didn't work. The second thing I went for didn't work. Okay, what else can I do? And then um, I remember that I heard about the video program at Central Lakes College, not BCC, CLC. Yeah, yeah it was after the, the merge. Yeah. And... Uh, I was like, you know what? I've tried everything. I, I I used to do a lot of camera stuff. Why not give it a try? And the crazy thing is, the first day that I went to class there, it's like my life changed. Really? Yeah, because because I, I went from not knowing what I wanted to do, kind of like maybe struggling through life a little bit, to actually finding a, a class that or a, a career that I didn't hate to do. That's cool. So uh, whether you're a Christian or you're not, if you're a believer or you're not, there was definitely something that brought you there that day. Yeah. And when you walked in, it was the light, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. this is totally. the deal. This is what I want to do. In one day. Yes. So the, the first day, it just kind of, it, it, was, it wasn't like a light aha moment. But it was just, it was incredible just because it, it really almost revealed itself to me as something that, wow, this is what an actual career is like. I just, I really fell in love with, with the program. So how, I don't think you said it. How long is the pro, I don't think we talked about it earlier. How long of a program is this? Is it a four year deal? So it's only two years. Oh. And there are many other different kinds of video production courses that you can take at various schools and a lot of them are four-year degrees and they focus heavily on film study so to me if i think of film study i'm going to sit on the couch and i'm going to study a bunch of films and eat bonbons and and just relax and maybe have beers and study some films is that evidently not what you do at school no from, from <laughs> what i hear I, it's uh it's a lot more about like studying and this is kind of a joke I like to throw out there, but it's like, how did the director feel when he wrote this or when they filmed this? So it's getting behind the scenes, yeah, studying exactly every part of every part of everything, whether it's camera, whether it's lens setup, whether it's microphone microphone placement. And it's like a lot of paper. It's a lot of like long 
paper writing, or uh, I guess you'd call them. Uh, they call them storyboards. No, no, it's it's like a it's like a um, it's like a it's a it's a project. It's like a report. Like in college, you have your standard like thirty page uh, assignment that you have to do. Whereas this degree is much more about hands-on, how to operate camera equipment, lighting, audio equipment, um, and then a little bit of how to kind of run your own kind of production company, which is a lot more of a chunk of what is actually out there in money in this business than making it big in Hollywood. So they actually taught you in school to run your own company? There were, the basics of it? or did Yeah, the basics of it, how to, how cool. to you know, meet a client. And the instructor... Uh, I'll say his name, Mark Ambrose. He's a great guy. He, he's really well experienced, um, and uh, and he's he's always open to to your questions too. He was That's always cool. open about that stuff. So, so how many? So I didn't. I guess I didn't realize this was a class at CLC, right? Was it Brainerd or Staples? Oh, oh. That's the other. That's the other part of it. So the first year that I went, it was in Staples. Okay. The second year that I went, they moved it to Brainerd. So they just, they moved everything to Brainerd. It wasn't like the first year's there, second year's here. Correct. Okay. Well, that's no big deal. So it's, it's in Brainerd now, as far as you know. Yeah. So how many kids take this class? So my class had around 14 people in it. 14 people. So, which is a pretty good number. And there was a lot that's of a high talent. number. Yeah. Okay. That surprises me. It, it's gotta be lack of knowledge. Why nobody knows of this class. Because and maybe not everybody's really that into it. Like I guess I thought it was really fun to do. Excuse me, you obviously did. Um, so well, that's, it surprises me that fourteen people is a big class. Do they run the class every single year? They do, and I know they've they've since then uh, closed the photography program and kind of rolled both of those classes into one. And I, I, I don't. I think they have over twenty in the class this year. Okay. First year students. That's which crazy. is pretty good. Yeah. So, a little bit about how you and I met. Um, you, I don't know how you found my number. Do you remember? Because you contacted me. This was a total uh, cold call on your part. Um, I don't because I never reached out to you. I know that you reached out to me for my business, Wild Ass. About um, I did you see videos? What? What was the deal there? Why did you call me? Do you remember? Um, so it, it doesn't really matter. The um, the thing I wanted to point out is you made this connection because you reached out to me. And I re what I remember specifically about the call, and I don't remember why where you saw my stuff. That's not the important part. Because anytime you're dealing with people, and here's a lesson that I've learned, is it's how you talk to the people, how you make the people feel. That's what everybody, you know, always preaches. But it really it really hit home on this one because um, you called me to help me, right? You didn't call me trying to sell me something. And that turned into, you know, I didn't even know you existed. I didn't know there was anything like you in the Brainerd area. And that was actually pretty cool because I tried to find somebody that does video productions for a previous job that I had. Um, and, I, you know, first, I guess I didn't even know where to look. But we're going to get into that a little bit more. I got to read an ad or two on here because we got to pay the bills and I got to buy this equipment somehow. So um, 
Bear with me for just a few minutes. Riley and I are going to take just a little break, and then we will be right back to wrap up episode four of the Working 218 podcast with Dying to Film. Wild Ass Seats. Wild Ass Seat Cushions. Check them out at wild-ass.com. Anywhere you sit, you get those two painful pressure points. Let Wild Ass take those away. You will literally be sitting on a cushion of air as comfortable as can be on anything. I've used mine on my horse saddle, use it on the motorcycle all the time, traveling across country in the vehicle. I'm even sitting on one on my office chair. So anywhere you sit, Wild Ass can make that seat more comfortable. Check them out, wild-ass.com. You can follow them on Instagram, at The Real Wild Ass, or even on Facebook under Wild Ass Motorcycle Air Cushion. Not just a motorcycle seat, a wild ass seat is for anywhere you decide to sit. You've always heard the phrase, there's an ass for every seat. We like to say, we have a seat for every ass. We are back. Thanks for listening. This is the Working 2 and 8 podcast, episode 4, and I am sitting here with Riley Nelson of Dying to Film. So Riley is doing a video production company where if you have a company and you need somebody to come up or you'd like somebody to come up and do some footage, record some stuff for you, whether it's a commercial, YouTube videos, that's a huge thing in marketing right now. So if you want a cool YouTube video for your motorcycle shop or for your car dealership or boat dealership. I mean, you guys need to be looking up Riley on uh, the Dying to Film website. You got one of those, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. It's, what are we uh, at? So it's www.dyingtofilm. <laughs> I'm the old guy, and I know you don't have to say www.anymore. Well. <laughs> it looks like it's just dyingtofilm.com, so just going <laughs> to... Give you a little crap here because yep. yeah, that's what I do. So anyway, this is the Working 2 and 8 podcast. We were talking a little bit off camera and you remember how you got my name. Yeah, so I was I was wasting time on Facebook one day. That doesn't that's, happen. Never. Nobody wastes time. And uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't a waste of time because I met you. That's, and here but, we are. Uh, I, I, I happened upon a podcast uh and Craig was interviewing Joe from Sound Connection, and it was on... Uh, oh, I remember starts. that. Yeah, so uh, the guys at the Sound Connection, they're good friends of mine. Yeah. Um, I got to get them on this show. You know, I haven't even contacted them yet. Uh, you can see my list of people. They're on it. Um, this list of people goes well into the next page, so it's pretty cool. So anyways, uh, off topic, that happens. I called John. I sent him a text because I get up at like 5... 5, 5.30 in the morning, I get up. I sent him a text. I'm like, hey, you need to call me. And then when he woke up, you know, he shot me a text back. All right, I'm heading to St. Cloud in a little bit, or Wait Park, I think, is where their other store is. I'll give you a call when I'm driving. I said, perfect. Calls me up, and I said, all right, here's the deal. I bought one of these really fancy remote starts from you, and I don't know how to use it, but I remember you telling me that it'll do all these cool things, and I want to know about it. So that's how that came about. So, uh, what happened then is on Facebook, I got a hold of Joe and we shot a Facebook live video explaining to people how to use this remote start. So I just did it because I thought, you know, this is something that people may or may not know. And I've, I've been looking at getting a remote start for my wife. Yeah. Well, now you know which one to buy. Oh, absolutely. So uh, it's, that's the whole deal. And that's the, that's kind of the guy I am. That's the, the kind of guy I am. Um, 
is I think that helps a lot of people. It helps the people that bought it. Even the step down model has the same features, some yeah. of the same, not all of them. Um, but so I was hoping to not only help people that already own their remote start, but help those guys sell a few more. I mean, cause it was brutally cold in January oh my gosh. and, uh, and yeah, what a struggle. So I travel for work, you know, for my company, I travel all over the place. And the beautiful thing about working in the motorcycle industry is motorcycle events don't happen in the cold. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't say. so I'm always on the road and people are like, how do you live up there? So I also thought it was just going to be an entertainment piece for the people that live down south. And it's funny because we had some comments if you went back to that video and if you saw any of that, people from Arizona were sending messages going, hey, I can do this with air conditioning too, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, we don't realize it up here, but it's 100 degrees for two weeks down there. They think we're nuts up here. And I think they're nuts. I've been there. Yeah, it's too hot. I don't care if it's dry. It's not the dry heat. It's the stupidity. So anyways, anyways, so, back so, to, back to the task at hand, right? So, but, so I remember I saw the video Yeah. and I had seen the wild ass logo before and I was like, huh? So I went on the website, the wild ass website. I looked up the number. I called, called you and, and here we are, here we are. So if you're in sales and you're listening to this podcast, or if you're opening a business and you're listening to this podcast, you need to just reach out to people. Right? I mean, that's all you yeah. did. You reached out to me. Here we are. Hopefully, this is going to get you some business. And, you know, when I need videos shot, now I know who to call. Well, yeah. and, you know, it's really kind of going back to the beginning when we talked about having your own thing. It's really about being able to take that initiative. Because nobody's going to do it for you, right? No, absolutely not. It's it's not, uh, you know, it's it's not, you know, we're not in high school. Yeah, you're not in high school. You're now living on your own. Let's talk about that. You're married. I am married. So when did you get married? I got married in September. Oh, so you're freshly married. Yeah. Like, still got the the ring is the new scratched. wife smell. Yeah. The ring's not scratched. Not even. Dang. No, I get my hands dirty. It, it's scratched up. <laughs> but uh. So you got married in September. How long were you dating? We dated for just under three years. So was she with you when you went to school? She was with me kind of uh, towards the tail end of my school. Okay. So she has not known me so much as the, I mean, I'm still broke. Well, <laughs> aren't we all? But she, she, <laughs> she didn't know me so much as the broke ass college kid. Yeah. But um, no, so she's, I mean, I guess I was just wondering if she, if you had been together since high school or for longer or whatever, but so ever since she's known you, this is what you've done. Yeah, absolutely. So this is cool. And I know before we started recording, you had said that you had twins yes. on the way. Yeah. So uh, at this current, by the time this uh, podcast airs, let me see here. The twins will be close a few months away from, okay, from so coming to, into the world. Okay. Dang, so, good for you. Yeah. And then I also have a one-year-old boy. Okay. At the time we're recording this. That's cool. So so you got a young family. Oh, yeah. You're struggling through owning your own little film studio. And the coolest part is you're – so it's – and I'm only going to tell you this. I'm just – so you know that this happens. When Wild Ass started, I have a picture of my first desk. That first desk was literally 24 inches wide, 
right next to my pillow. That's where it started. And if you ever, you, you, I'll have to show you pictures when we get done here. Um, stacked up in my kitchen, it looked like a show on the Shark Tank. Yeah. Wild ass boxes. It was pretty cool. So tell us exactly where your your workshop is right now. So uh, if we, you don't mind, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> so we are we are fortunate enough to have an apartment in Baxter. Yep. And it's uh, it's really not very big. It's like a thousand square feet, two bedroom apartment, and uh, so you have obviously the bedroom, the living room, the kitchen area. And then you have the, the baby's room slash office slash where all our junk gets put <laughs> slash You're young. You storage. can't have that much junk, can you? I mean, I'm shocked at how much I picked up this last year. But so you're working out of the baby's room still. Yeah. So right? I'm, I'm within uh, an arm's reach of the crib and the equipment shelf and the computer, the printer. And that's, see, to me, I think that's really cool. Oh, yeah. Because you're making it happen with what you have. And the coolest part about that, I don't know if you guys caught this, he said, I am fortunate to have this, right? How many people start off and they say, well, I can't start because I don't have an office in a, a place that I can go spread out all my crap, you know, because, you know, that's what I really need to start. You're doing it on a desk, basically. Yeah. And and it's, it's, really, um, it's really kind of a, a cool... A cool thing just because every uh, every month every uh, quarter maybe we'll say uh, you meet somebody you um, you know you, another video another couple videos you know you, you get done with and you you know make your client happy and you get a new opportunity you get a new door that opens and it's really cool to see oh these are the people that I got to meet last year and I didn't even know about them a week or two before I actually met right. them, what's going to happen this year? So what is, uh, uh, so you're working out of this little space and I gotta, I just gotta say, because sometimes when people know what you're working out of, they kind of prejudge you on what your work's going to be. You sent me a couple of videos and you are doing the promotional videos for a small little place, you know, just North of Brainerd here, Brainerd International Raceway, right? Yeah, so uh, I was approached uh, by um, one of a local real estate agents, or one of the local real estate agents in the Brainerd area, uh, that was tasked with uh, specifically selling or marketing the project that they started out there, the BIR luxury garages. You know, when you, I didn't even know that was a thing um, until I watched that video. And I got to tell you, if you guys haven't seen this video, is it out? Like, can people see this in public somewhere? Yeah, so I uh, I have it shared on my Facebook page, Dying to Film, or at Dying to Film, maybe you'd say. Okay, so at Dying to Film. So go on there, find this BIR Luxury Garages, and when you see this video, it came out of a top-notch Los Angeles facility. I mean, it's cool. I just, I'm super impressed. Well, so and, nice work. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and that's kind of what I try to do with each video is, is when you meet with a client, and you you go through the process of, of the of production, um, and then you settle on the idea that you want to do or the end result, which is oftentimes more important. But mm -hmm. um, I always try to go a little bit above and beyond what I, you know, what I script. Under promise, over deliver. Correct. So how did you how did you get in touch with this realtor? How did they know that you did this stuff? So I actually got in touch with uh, uh, Pat Weebush and Alyssa Sharp. 
Um, they're Remax agents. Okay. Um, great people. Uh, but I actually cold called them, and through a series of probably three or four coffee meets or lunch meetups, you would maybe say one one to ones. So that's two cold calls that I know of. One of them got you the marketing video for. Uh, an international raceway. We can call it that. I mean, it's a super cool place. Like I said, the video is amazing. Um, and it got you on the coolest podcast in Northern Minnesota. So what did combined total, how much money did you spend on those two cold calls? I mean, I, I'd have to look at my cell phone bill. <laughs> I mean, I know calls are free now, generally. Let's so calls minute are free. Minute so plan. did you guys hear that? Calls are free. So you talk about you got to make it happen. Seize the moment. And all you're doing is just that. So people, if you're starting a business, take the free calls. I mean, it's advertising and you're paying for, you're doing it yourself. You know, it's being done right. Wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I know when I, when I started my company at first, I tried to call like five people a day. That was your, your goal? Yeah. For like the first, until I couldn't, until I didn't have time to do it. And now it's gotten to a point where a lot of the work that I get now is from the word of mouth from past clients that I've done work for. Um, but I still, I still reach out to people from time to time because there are, there are downtimes during the year for, for almost any business. Sure. So. No, that's, I, I think that's so cool. And that's such a huge lesson for anybody wanting to start out. Like you said, you got to take the initiative and you just got to go do it. Yeah. Um, and it costs you a total of zero cents. Well, and the, the other thing that I always ask myself is, what would I be doing if I wasn't calling this random person? Right. Not maybe random, but this, this person that I looked up and thought, okay, they have this company that does this. Here's what they could, here's what they could utilize video to do. Yeah. No, you're, and like I said, when you called me, it was not a sales call at all, um, which means you're very good at sales because you were just calling to help me and that's the way it should be. Well, yeah. um, so what is the end goal? Are you looking to move into a studio? Are you looking to, I mean, I would assume that you got twins on the way. So, yeah. So we're, we're, uh, our little, uh, a thousand uh, square foot apartment, it's getting tight. Um, and a few months from now when the, when the two other chitlins arrive, uh, we're going to be looking to probably upgrade into a house. So are you looking at hiring help? What, um, you know, are there expansion plans in the future? So as your, obviously as your company gets bigger and you get more opportunities, um, I think one of the major steps in a company, um, is finding help or is, is basically finding good help, finding the right help. Um, and so, yes, I, I will be looking to get help, uh, as my company continues to grow. And then also, uh, in our home, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm able to have a space that is strictly dedicated to, uh, a custom built studio that I can yeah. have a green screen or various different types of production. So you um, can build exactly what you want to yeah, production the job as efficiently as possible. Sure. Exactly. So as far as hiring help, did they talk about this in college? Can you get, um, and this just came to mind as you were saying that, but can you get college students to earn credit to come and help you? Would you look at doing that? Like so, you wouldn't want them doing your main work maybe, but yeah, the tedious stuff. So the, 
the biggest uh, the biggest hurdle, um, and I think this would go across the board, is finding good help. Yeah. And, you know, I'm of the belief that uh, the work that you do is what you're valued at. And so what I what I really want to try to do is find some couple find a couple people, um, pay them what they're worth, you know, give them a, a decent paycheck when they help. Mm -hmm. um, and then as far as how I'm going to structure all that, that's still to be determined. Sure. So I'm I'm definitely uh, open to, and hopefully in you know five years when I listen to this podcast again, I'm like, wow, <laughs> look at me. Then. Hopefully we yeah. Well, that's what we all want. So, yeah. listeners, if you need any video footage or any of those promotional stuff done, give Riley a call so when he listens to this, he can go, damn, that was a long time ago. Or or that was not very long ago. Maybe, you know, two years from now, you'll be going, dang, that was a, seems like so long ago, but it was just yeah. two years ago. Look at how far we've come. So, do you have any big targets in uh, the 218 area code specifically? Maybe we can reach out to and try to find you some video work for well there's always uh there's always companies that are um there's always companies that you'd love to do work for um like who um, putting you on the spot here because yeah. you know there's a lot of really cool stuff that comes out of the 218 absolutely so one of my one of my big goals for this year um so one of the companies i already am contracted with is brainerd hardwoods Okay. And they do really amazing high-end, uh, basically architectural wood millwork for your mm -hmm. home doors. I've, it's yeah, I've seen the doors. They're amazing. They're solid. They're great. They're a great build. But what that what that has allowed me to do then is to reach out because throughout the series of videos we're producing for Brainerd Hardwoods, I'm able to meet other builders or uh, contractors that work with Brainerd Hardwoods. Sure. And so. That's kind of one of my goals this year is to try to hit the contractor market. Um, I know um, I'm in contact with like Wes Hansen. Um, I know I've reached out to high tech construction. Um, and then another company that's construction in kind of a different realm is Anderson Brothers Construction. I've yep. got a gig with them this year. You do have one with them? Yeah. Okay, so I know people there. Driveways and such. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, I don't have... And I probably should. I probably should have like that big company that I want to just, you know. Do you have a promotional video on yourself? I have a biography video that I produced back in college originally. Okay. And then since then, I've made slight I, I've made slight updates to it. So what I think you should do, just not knowing anything, and let me just go right on the record and say I'm not an expert, but you should make a video you're going to have to have someone else record it of you sitting at your editing table, sitting at your desk working. You know, obviously you're going to have to put props up in the background. So it's not the crib sitting right next to you, but make it look like something really cool. And I, you know, what I'm envisioning is like, Hey, I'm Riley Nelson. This is dying to film. Come with me. Let's go for a ride. And then you go to your desk and, and it shows you working. And then all of a sudden it cuts into this video of these projects that you've done mm. where you can come in here and say, Hey, Craig, check this out. And you can hand these things out at the builder's show when it comes to town in Baxter or Bemidji or wherever these shows are, um, you know, do something like that. Well, and so, um, I, I should mention, so to a videographer, um, 
most videographers out there, uh, professional or amateur, have what's called a, a portfolio reel. Okay. And that's typically like a yearly, a year by year based video. And so now that it's 2019, I am actually in the process of putting together the best of the best of the shots that I got from 2018. So a summary reel, basically. Yeah. How long is that video when you hand it to me? So uh, typically it's around a minute. Okay. Yeah, and, I would think minute to a minute and a half, yeah, somewhere and, in there, just and, not knowing anything. And the, the crazy thing is, uh, and this isn't just for people that, that uh, watch videos or that maybe would uh, give you a rating on your reel, but within the first 15 seconds, people are going to know if they like it or not. So when you sent me that video, and this is just my personal feedback, you send me the video, that's really cool, it's BIR. That's it. Um, it's not Riley. And that's the only thing that, and, and I don't know, like I could be completely wrong. And if it's Jets, just the way it's always been done. So that's the way you're going to do it. Then I'm going to tell you, you're completely wrong because you got to keep changing. Well, right. I, and I could be wrong, but try it, try it for me, try it for the listeners, yeah. make it about you and not just your best work. Because then now we want to deal with Riley. We don't want to just watch all these little clips of video you made. No, yeah. we know it's you and we know, you know, we got your face with it. And I, I don't know, like I said, I could be completely wrong, but has anybody tried it? Well, so I, what I'll do is I'll send you a link to that bio video that you can uh, tag in the description. Sure. So people can go ahead and watch that. And that, that one's just over a minute long. And it basically talks about, it's called the uh, passion behind the lens. And it's basically about my passion for yeah, maybe you've already got exactly what I'm describing to you. So I can tell you a lot of times people will go, what you got to do, what you got to do, what you got to do. You've never heard that before, right? <laughs> so one thing, business if I one thing I've had to learn is that when people tell me these things, they're doing it out of love. They're oh, doing yeah. it because they care. Sometimes it can get annoying, but then you got to remind yourself, well, that's just because this guy wants me to succeed. Or oh, absolutely. This girl no. wants to help. Yeah. So, And that's the other thing. Uh, Tip to everybody listening, if you go into business, don't get offended. Well, I always like to say I'm an equal opportunity offender. Well, see, Does that's, that count? that's different though. Like, oh, because I'm the offender. You can't go into a meeting and... <laughs> no, you're exactly right. If you strike out, yep. you know, you got to get back up. That's, the, that's in sales in general. And you have to be able to sell. It doesn't matter what you're trying to do for a career. Um, you have to be able to sell yourself. And... Uh, yeah, you're exactly right. And so when you're selling things, like when you're, you know, you could call me and I'm like, no, I don't need it. It doesn't mean I rejected you as a person. It means I rejected your product. Correct. Right. So that's what you mean by don't be offended, right? Is oh, don't yeah. take things personally. Yeah. No is no. Well, and, and, and I feel like there is, I feel like some of the business, I think some of it's healthy to take personally, but it all depends on what you do with that personal feeling. Yep. Does it defeat you or does it give you motivation to, you know, see, it always, it, it always made me ask, what did I miss? Yeah. So I, I'm, I don't know if you follow the newspaper or whatever, or, or I don't think we were friends on Facebook, but for three years in Brainerd, I was your friend in the car business. That's what everybody knows me as. Yeah. Um, and if I missed a sale, I would usually go to the sales manager and say, what did I miss? Because I wanted to get better. Not, you know, if they didn't want a car or truck, that's fine. It's, you know, no big deal. Right. We, you're not going to have what everybody wants. 
But if I felt like I had what they wanted, then I figured there was something. So maybe that would be, I, that's probably what you mean by taking some of it personal. Yeah. Um, but more, I was using it as fuel to get better, not ever to sit and mope in the corner because oh, yeah. that guy got away and didn't buy anything and now I worked all day for free. Yeah, how are you going to use that to motivate you to do it better the next time? Exactly. So that might be the proper translation there is don't, you know, don't take it the wrong way. Just don't be, don't be a puss. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's probably the right way that's, to That's the straight it. up, that's the straight answer. So, and, and here's another trick for everybody listening. People don't like to say no. I don't know if you know that or if you've ever been told that, but people don't like to say no. So they'll always give you some other bogus objection. Right. Not always, most of the time. Because I'm a guy that will say no. And it cracks people up that I'm with because they'll ask if I want something. And, you know, like you might say, hey, you want, you know, can I get you, you know, fries with that or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And most people go, no, not right now. Oh, so you're going to get them later? I'm the guy that says, nope. And everybody's like, oh, don't be such a jerk. I'm not a jerk. I'm saving them all the hassle. Yeah. So anyway, don't be afraid to say no. But if you notice, people don't like to say no. So just keep yeah, keep working with them and, and you'll figure out what uh, what they're really looking for, basically, and Absolutely. how you can help them. Yeah. So as long as you can help them, as long as you can help people, which I believe you can, you can help. I mean, you can make some stuff pretty cool. I was looking for that big company name, though, but we'll get you in there. Yeah, make yourself a video. Check, so check the comments. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> so this will be on Facebook, and we'll get to all that. But some of the key things that you said, you've learned a few good lessons at 25 years old already. Um, one of them is, you know, you got to just make that call. You know, it costs you zero cents. You didn't pay anybody for advertising, and you're not being misrepresented because you did it yourself. Yeah. You just you have to. You can't be afraid to take that first step. Right. And that, that all goes along with not worrying about being rejected. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be afraid of being rejected. Go out and get it. Right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So part of this Work Into an 8 podcast is everybody, we all just want to help everybody become successful. I'm not a video productions guy, but let's say some kid's graduating Central Lakes and he wants to start a video productions company. Would you be willing to give him some pointers and things to... You know, I mean, he's okay. So he's going to go into competition with you probably, but would you be willing to say, you know what, just look out for some of these things. Would you give him some pointers? Absolutely. You know, and, and the, the community, uh, of let's say the video guys yeah, were the people that you don't see a lot of times. Um, but it's, it really is a tight knit community. And of course there are, uh, you know, there's friendly competition. So I've, you know, and the family I grew up in competition is good. Yeah. You know, and it is good and it, it makes all of you guys better. Mm-hmm. It keeps it more affordable for everybody else, but you're all going to make money. So we had, uh, you know, I'm in the motorcycle industry and when you do these motorcycle shows, mm-hmm. it's motorcycle dealers that go to them. Sometimes they ride together. You know, you'll get dealerships from the same area that travel to go to this show together and they're telling stories and talking and getting to know each other and helping each other out the whole time. Um, I got two friends that own resorts. You, you'll hear them on this podcast. They call each other all the time. They became very good friends and they didn't know each other at all before we all ended up just getting together. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get your information on here. That's the whole deal of this show is we want to help each other. And it doesn't need to be a video guy. 
Um, if you're looking to have video production, let's just say you make some cool little widget that nobody's making and you think it'd be a cool video. If I call you and I have my own idea, can you do it? Yeah. Absolutely. Don't even hesitate. Just, yep, I can do it. Sky's the limit. That's right. If it's humanly possible, you can do it, right? That's right. So very good. Very. It's been very nice. Uh, it's actually, this has been a lot of fun sitting here getting to know you. And uh, if you guys caught this right away in the beginning, he wants to get himself a nice car or truck. I was your friend in the car business. I'm still connected. I can yeah. help you out. So let's get this kid a new car or truck. So do it through support. You know, if, if you know people or if you even have an idea of somebody that could use a video, have them reach out to Riley and uh, and and just see this portfolio video that he's making or made. Um, we'll figure out how to get a link to that maybe or you know, we'll, we'll have you hashtagged on the working 218 Facebook page, or yep. we'll have you tagged on there. And, uh, hopefully we can, we can get you some connections and get this thing rolling. Absolutely. So we'll get this wrapped up, Riley. I know you got things to do and, uh, you know, we all have things to do cause we're entrepreneurs and, and we now taken enough time out of our day to get this done so everybody can listen to us. Hopefully you guys enjoy what you're hearing. Hopefully you like the working 218 podcast. This is episode four. Um, everyone gets just a little bit better. So I got to tell you, Riley, this is the best episode yet. That's to be determined, but it, it <laughs> seems like it's gone pretty No, smooth. no, no. Let's, let's try that again. Riley, this is the best episode yet. You're damn right it is. There you go. That's what we like to hear. So, so Riley, tell us quick, where would you like people to contact you? Where can they follow you? Where can they learn about what you're doing? So it's very simple. All you have to do uh, is go to my website, and that's dyingtofilm.com. And that'll have a link to my email, my phone number, uh, my Facebook page, uh, really everything that you need to know about me. So, so it's dyingtofilm.com, D-Y-I-N-G-T-O-F-I-L-M.com. No that's numbers it. in it. Dyingtofilm.com. Look up Riley. Uh, help this kid out. Let's get him a new car or truck. Well, not let's not get it for him. Let's let him earn it. But let's help him earn it. And uh, again, this is the Working 218 Podcast. This has been episode number four. If you're not following this thing on Facebook, please look it up. It's Working 218. It's like working without the G. I just thought it looked cooler, working. Uh, so Working 218 on Facebook. We are at Working 218 on Instagram and Twitter both. So look us up. If you know anybody that you think needs to be on this show or you would like to be on this show, just give me a call. and. Uh, Let's make it happen. Thanks, Thanks. Riley. Thanks, Greg.